Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Nashville. Not all one word. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We Woo-hoo. are thrilled to death. It's almost on the <laughs> that you are listening to our show. <laughs> oh, yeah, creepy. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yes. Thank you. Welcome to the show, and um, we got a good one. We got a good one. We always got good ones. I'm just going to say that outright. I don't believe all the time we've we've not had pretty mostly good ones. Um, That's a we have a negative. special guest on the show today who falls into a, a specific category. And Tony's going to kind of discuss a couple of these categories real quick, and then we're going to say hello to our guest. Tony, what are some of the categories of, of types of people that we tend to talk to on the show? Well, we like to talk to movers and shakers in the music, boutique music industry. Yes, Those are the people who right. make the stuff that we love. And that seems or like... Or tout the stuff that we love. Or tout the stuff that we yes, love indeed. in one form or another. And these would be things like guitars and amps and pedals and accessories and... And all kinds of stuff. All the good stuff. And pickups and who knows what. Well, that would fall under accessories, yeah. actually. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's pickups debatable. Pickups are their own thing. That's debatable. Pickups are their own thing. So anyways, uh, guess who are you? Oh, me. Oh, yes. My name is Tyler Petito from Acorn Amps. And I, I just, but I feel like I don't even need to talk. I just rather listen to you guys. The whole time. <laughs> so, no, see that defeats the purpose of the podcast. Yeah. You yeah. will, you I'll, will talk. Yeah. You're here to talk for like three minutes. I, Come on, uh, you, you will talk. We make you talk. I'll do, I'll Is do my it best. safe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey everybody, we're really happy that you are joining us for this particular one. Uh, pull up a chair, grab something to drink. Um, and uh, sit back, settle back, and let's talk about cool guitar stuff, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Do it. Um, where, uh, oh, before we do, uh, Tyler, where can people go check out what you do? Uh, so if you wanted to go check out our gear, for the most part, it's on acornamps.com on our website. And you can also check out a bunch of demos from some of our favorite demoers, Sean from Edge of Breakup. Yep. Ryan from Demos in the Dark. Yep. We have some new demos coming out with Ambient Trash and then a few other people. Cool. Um, And then also we're on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. But we usually just kind of run the same content on those platforms. So if you prefer one over the other, then you'll probably get all the same (laughs) same stuff. Yeah. Word. I heard that. All right. So, hey, everybody, if you don't know, if you're not aware of, if you've never heard of, if you'd like to find out more about Acorn Amps, you need to go check one of these platforms out while we're chatting. Um, or unless you're driving, that's cool, too. Just, you know, be cool to everybody else. and Have your passenger check yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> don't be the person who's, you know, being irate. While you're driving, just chill out, baby. Yeah. Everything was good until Todd told me to go to the <laughs> internet. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so we need to thank Road. Road. All right, thank you, Road Mics, for providing the fantastic audio gear we get to use every week. I love it. And uh, listen, you know, we talk about this all the time, um, but if you are creating any kind of content, which so many of you are doing that now um of of any kind whether it's for yourself whether it's for your band or whether it's for 
um, somebody else. Uh, Road has really upped the game on doing all, on making all that content stuff, uh, gear. So go check them out. They make good stuff and they, they make do. it easy. They really do. Um, you, I wanted you tied, to share you tied that. The way, uh, I was just going to say, you tied that in nicely with the driving in the car, listening to the podcast, and then road. Yeah, that's so what he, good, he, he nice, tries to do that. I do yeah. that. See, it's you know, it's 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 it's, it's the uh, whole subtlety of it that really makes yeah. it work. It said no one ever. I'm so I just made it. I just made it not subtle. So yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as uh, as we often get to share on the show, we get some really great mail from people, and I mean, you can call it mail messages, whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. correspondence, words, things, words of praise. And and this one is from one of our uh, super users, I Who's guess that? you could say. Who's that? Uh, this is Bruce Bacon. Ah, uh, Brucey. Bruce. Uh, he said, Todd, I just listened to your epic Would You Rather with Misfit Boss Pedals. Um, the uh, Boss the mi- boss Pedals that are sort of Misfits. Yes. Not like a, a Misfit band sponsored or... You know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> they take that serious, yeah. you know. Uh, I could hear everyone's brain cells overheating, trying to figure out their poison. That was glorious. I wrote down the pedals and went through it and chose the same ones as you did. And the coup de gras was... Um, that's the death blow, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, the coup de gras was the roller skating Zorro thief. A+. plus. I like that one too. That was kind of fun. That was fun. Um, I was uh, semi inspired uh, by Bob's Burgers, you know, roller skating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to ask was the roller skating thief inspired by the Chips episode? Chips was a 70s TV show, a, a buddy cop show. Uh, they were a uh, Chips stands yep. for California Highway Patrol. Highway Patrol. Um, John. <laughs> Uh, episode with roller skating thieves, which was real, and I do recall that. Yeah. Uh, one of which was the NFL legend Jim Brown. Oh my! He's he was literally on every TV show. Love boat. Uh, yep. Uh, with Halloween around the corner, you have to see the Chips episode with Donnie Most of Happy Day, Happy Days, who was uh, Ralph Mouth. Ralph Mouth, yes. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. he he was the the devil rocker Moloch. Oh, on chips, which and that's when on chips, chips began to jump the shark. Oh, yeah, that's when man. they had ponches. Um, yeah, yeah, ponches like kind of like heftier buddy, like kind of came in a little bit later. Yeah. Um, anyways, if a pedal builder built a Moloch themed pedal, I would buy it sight unseen. Okay, there's a challenge, all you pedal build, pedal, pedal, pedal builders, pedal builders. That's hard to say. What do they do with the parts that are inside of that, Todd? They build Soft. them. No, but what do they put them? What's the the thing that they do? <laughs> they they that uses a hot a hot iron, a hot iron Soft. and the silver stuff. What do they do? Yeah, he just said it. Solder, solder, solder. Yeah, I'm saying so, it right. Solder. I soldered. actually uh, I'm making a shirt that says it's pronounced solder, but it's ridiculous because it's a shirt and it's written and it doesn't solve the problem at all. So I thought that would be a funny <laughs> yeah. shirt. Yeah. But I, you know, what's funny is I actually have a story about chips. I was at a show one time, a punk show, and these two guys were like going at it. They were screaming at each other. And I thought like, you know, there some, there, someone hit someone or, or something. They were arguing about what chips stood for. <laughs> I, I walked over, I walked over to it and the guy's like, 
why is it called chips? It's if it's called California Highway Patrol, why is there an I and S? And the guy's like, the I is lowercase, and they were like <laughs> screaming at each other. Yeah, and I, I was that was from like when I was in high school. I've oh never forgot that. God. It was fantastic. I thought they were like someone was being racist or something like that, and no, they were arguing about what chip stood for as people do <laughs> as yes. people do you know another classic uh 70s uh show that involved punk rock was the quincy uh punk rock episode where i think every I, show had a punk rock well episode yeah because heavy metal episode. yeah because it was like 78 or so 78 79 and the, when punk was getting big in the united yeah. states so quincy had to solve the case yeah Quincy was great. Yes. Okay, so anyways, on the, uh, the <laughs> super old TV, TV sitcom uh, and drama <laughs> podcast, um, I just want to address your TV, your shirt idea. Sorry, your shirt idea. Um, speaking of throwback, there was a fantastic, extremely talented singer um, from the UK called, um, and her name was spelled S-A-D-E. Sade. Yes. Oh, right? I'm sorry. Did I ruin it? Well, it's <laughs> it, it it isn't. It's so it's everybody everybody was like, "Oh, Sade," right? And she actually they had to put things on like the records and everything that said pronounced Sade. Ah. Uh, and um yeah. So you could say solder pronounced Sade. <laughs> no, I, I'd wear that. Sade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Oh, we're going to do another one for uh, Chassis as well, because, of course, you know, Chassis is – people say Chassis all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you could just do a run of them. Anyways, wow. We're off Here the we – we're, we're off uh, the uh, – well, Let's find out what's going on in our music world this way. Thank you, Bruce Bacon, for sending that lovely, lovely letter. Thank you. Uh, that dude delivers every time. He does. Yes. He's he does. Yep. Bacon later, too. Uh, That's right. Uh, you might have to have him on the show or something as a oh, he, yeah. as a guest – yeah, at, at some maybe point. just like as a peripheral guest. Uh, yeah, peripheral guest. Uh, <laughs> we need to find out what's going on in our music world this week. Tony is going to start us off, and then we're going to check in with Tyler. Well, you know, Todd, a week or two ago, I do. Our good friend, I know, I know him now too. Frank Dimel suggested that we check out the uh, Les Lee, Lee system. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and we had a, a brief discussion here about that. I'm going to try to get him on the show. I, I think we should definitely get him on the I show. I just said I'm going to try to get him on the show. And for those of you who don't know, this is an onboard uh, electronic uh, device that basically switches between the bridge pickup and the neck pickup, kind of like a tremolo, except it's kind of a tremolo slash wah, because it's a totally mm -hmm. different sound, but it sounds really cool. And it's a variable speed, so you can go between the neck and the bridge pickups. Yeah. Um, so I, I did. I took Frank's advice, and I went over to the pickupsleslee.com site. And, um, and uh, you know, I, 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 the, the gentleman that has that site has worked with Frank over the years. His name's Pascal Stoffels. He's the one who created it. Well, yeah, I think I think in, he has a there's a good history on it because I remember when Frank was on our show a while back, he talked about this yeah. particular thing, and, and it was the, a and you did too, and it was actually a motor yeah. uh, that would switch between you know the bridge and the neck and bridge and the neck, and so now they've got it streamlined down to the system that will fit 
in just about any guitar. You can pick your own configuration. Uh, yes. You know, I'll, let me. Can I, can I continue? Sure. If it's okay with you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Pascal worked with Frank and another gentleman, Matthias Grob. Uh, to reduce the size and the power consumption. And also, they opened it up to a variety of models. Right now, they are up to seven different guitars that this will fit in with very little modification. I mean, I'm waiting for due to the single pickup version. Uh, that would be a tremolo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a tremolo. Uh, so you already have one. Uh, but so, so can you... Ex- uh, I'm Go. sorry. Is it's switching electrically between the pickups, or is it like physically spinning pickups? Uh, no, it's switching the signal from the pickups. So okay. So it, it's kind of a you know it blends between bridge and neck and bridge and neck yeah. and, then, and then depending on what speed you set it at. So it's yeah. very it, it has a very tremolo effect. It's a much more advanced version of you toggling between your two pickups. Right. Yeah, with, I figured. Yeah. Without the cutouts. Without the cutouts in the middle. So they got. I was curious. They, yeah, they have. Seven different models that will fit into pretty much some standard guitars without a lot of modifications. And then what you have to do uh, is, is, you know, you patch this stuff in, but you can always reverse it. So you're not routing the body. You're not doing anything crazy like that. So if you've got a Jazzmaster, a Strat, a Tele, a Jaguar, a Les Paul, a Tele Deluxe, or a Tele Custom, these things will drop right in. And, you, you know, you sacrifice a little something in terms of the knobs because it does require one knob that uh, is dedicated. dedicated to the speed function. Mm-hmm. But, for instance, on a Les Paul or a Tele Deluxe or Custom, you've got four knobs to deal with, so they just take it down to a master tone, and then the other tone knob becomes the controller for the... Right. Uh, you uh, could also do a concentric knob, too, so you could actually leave... You wouldn't have to mess with your your four um, yeah. standard yeah. controls, and then you just have one concentric that is for speed. Well, you could you could you could do that, but uh, yeah, what they dual gang, but it's split shaft as well. So like, there's two individual shafts. Yeah. yeah. So, that are controlled independently. Mm-hmm. But I think what they do is they actually make a component that replaces. You basically pull your four pots out. Yep. And plop this circuit board into. That it. is exactly what it nice. does. Um, and what's I found so you don't have to rig anything yourself. That's the kind of the beauty of it. Yeah, I mean, you connect the pickups and you're done. Bada bing, bada boom. And uh, <laughs> what's super cool about it, because when we were talking about it, that there is no onboard battery. And I said that can't be, because it's a circuit, right? Yeah. But it's a super, super uh, efficient circuit. And what they do is he has what they call a super capacitor. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's just an electrolytic capacitor uh that you charge with a nine volt battery and you just basically plug into your input jack and connect it to a nine volt for about 10 seconds and the thing will uh hold charge for at least a couple of gigs although they do recommend before every gig you know charging up the cap uh which provides the electrical charge so you know it's uh, i thought that was kind of neat and i've i've always put a watch battery in there or something well, I guess well, they could have. So here's, they probably need more current. So the difference between, if you want to get nerdy for a second. Let's oh, do it. Let's between, do it, man. <laughs> the difference between a, a cell battery and um, a capacitor is a battery has a higher internal resistance. So it takes longer to charge, but it releases current slower, right? A capacitor, super low internal resistance, so it, can be charged up really fast, but 
in the past, there was no way for us to sort of harness dissipation. It would uh, just dump. It would just dump everything it had. So now with supercapacitors and certain control circuitry, we can use the the benefits of both of being able to charge it up quickly, but then being able to use the current a lot slower. Ah. So with a watch battery, like a coin cell battery that Todd was mentioning, you could totally do that, but I'm, I'm guessing it probably needs a little bit more current and it would require you to get into the pick guard. And if it doesn't have, like, you know, if you have active pickups, you typically have some sort of nine volt battery door where you wouldn't have that. So you'd have to unscrew the pick guard every time, which would be a little bit cumbersome. Yeah, right? I agree. Well, that's cool. Well, thanks for. I, I wasn't quite sure, you know, when they said supercapacitor. <laughs> yeah. You know, here I am thinking, it's oh, just, it's, it's an electrolytic capacitor. You're right. It's just really large uh, in um, in capacitance value. Okay, it's like what you see in a lot of electric cars now. Supercapacitors. Okay. Interesting. Very yeah. good. Or in Germany, they would call it an Check Uber, out the big Uber brain capacitor. On <laughs> um, but um, in uh, what else? Oh. It also has uh, a stereo capability, so you could actually run the signal from the right. The, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. yeah. I mean which, that that really exaggerates. Really make it feel like a Leslie kind of thing. <laughs> it would it yeah. would sound very much like a Leslie. Quite. Are we honestly. still talking about the Leslie thing? Yeah, yeah. Did you just wake up? <laughs> so anyhow, um, these things range from like two thirty five to two fifty, depending on which model you use. And, um, you know, I think that kind of puts it in the realm of, you know, what we would think, consider you know, an average, a good price for a, for a boutique pedal. Yeah. Uh, but what's cool, it's, it's, the pedal can't do that. Yeah. This is, this is right on the guitar and it does its thing. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna, I, I have to decide, uh, what guitar I want to experiment this with, experiment this with, experiment. Feels like a Rickenbacker kind of thing. Well, Right? No, I don't think no? I'd put it in a wreck. Okay. I mean, I guess I could. Jazzmaster? I mean, yeah, Jazzmaster or Jaguar, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll do the Jaguar. Yeah. But anyhow. Didn't um, they use uh, jazz organs for those, right? The what? Like organs. or Organs. Jazz organ. Blues organ. Are you talking about Leslie Cabinets? Are you talking about like a spinning yeah. Leslie speaker? Yeah. yeah. That speaker? Yeah, that's not oh, this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not. But but you're, you're not far. Know, you're not, whenever you're not far. you say sound, Leslie, yeah. whenever you say Leslie, that's what I. That's all I could think about is that that Leslie rotating speaker. Okay, that's you know what's think yeah. you know what's cool about the Leslie too is like the traditional one is a stationary speaker uh, that has a drum and the drum the drum the speaker moves around the yeah. speaker. Yeah. And it, the the sound from the speaker gets scooped out by the drum and get thrown around in a chorus effect. Yamaha made one back in the day where the speaker itself actually moved. And if you've never seen that, Leslie, I'd suggest go checking it out. Just type in, you know, uh, Yamaha rotary speaker. And it's pretty wild, like because you would think the wires would get tangled, but they created this custom hub that allows it to keep the electrical connection. But the whole entire speaker spins. That's crazy. That is cool. Yeah. Very like they make cool. this cabinet. It's got like three. They make one that has three separate speakers that are all spinning at the same time. And I think there's even one that has six in it. That is very psychedelic. 
Yeah, Definitely. it's crazy. It's pretty awesome. So anyhow, once I pick my victim, I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to order one of these up because I, I, yeah, th- be cool. I, I think it's really cool. I mean, when it we talked awesome. to Frank about it originally, I said, oh, are you going to ever make these available for other guitars? And he says, well, not right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it, I think it's a great idea and I'm glad that they're opening it up to kind of standard models. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Sounds awesome. Tyler, how about yourself? No, I think we got about 10 minutes left on the show. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm just kidding, Tony. No we love hearing from you. Go ahead, Tyler. What's going on in your music what world this week that is not? See if you can talk about not building pedals or amps. Oh, that's tough for me. So, the well, the biggest thing for us right now is we are converting from a repair shop to a full production shop. So that's really where our time has been consumed. Um, so we used to do repairs and then custom builds. And then we had a few products that we would make just on the side. And, uh, that's that business started building up more and more. And so about a month ago, we made the decision and, uh, we made the announcement that we weren't going to do repairs anymore. And so that's where all our time has sort of been consumed. The other, the, yeah. And so the other thing is too, I, uh, recorded a record with, uh, my old band, new junk city, and that record comes out this month. So that's where I'm at, like musically uh, in in time right now. So got a record coming out. Very the cool. The shop is changing over to full production. Are, are you so going to pre- press that record? Yeah, it's getting pressed. Excellent. We should talk. Absolutely. I'm not going to try to say, oh, you should press with one. We're going to be shopping around uh, pressings. So Pressings. Indeed. Thank you for sharing that. Jared, about yep. yourself. Uh, so a few big things are happening. By the time this episode comes out, um, one of the big things are happening, uh, or probably has already happened, but it's kind of the culmination of why I went to Gibson and started working at Gibson. Um, so uh, keep your eyes peeled on the Gibson website. And... Um, uh, pickup wise and enjoy that. Um, I went to a party last night. A buddy of mine called me and said, Hey, there's this party out at the East bowl. So it was at a bowling alley and, um, a bunch of people there. And my friend Andy invited me out and he's like, Hey, want to introduce you to my buddy, Jason. And, uh, you guys are big gearheads, And, and, uh, he introduced me to Jason and, and, told Jason that I'd worked at Gibson and, and was the pickup product manager development and all that. And we just started talking gear and we were standing there talking gear for about 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And he's telling me about this real 59 he has that he bought. And we're just talking about old stuff and pickups and what dudes do, man, dudes just being guys talking about gear. Right. Mm-hmm. And he walks away. He's like, "Excuse me, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta get some food or whatever." And my uh, and my buddy, other buddy Jason, comes walking over and says, "Do you know who you were just talking to?" And I'm like, "No, I just dude named the, that's Jason. He's a really nice guy." Blah blah blah. I said, "Yes, that's Jason Isbell." Oh, really? <laughs> and, uh, that's and I'm like, that's I'm awesome. Like, well, I like Jason Isbell. He's a nice guy. And uh, and I kind of I kind of knew he was really somebody when he was 
when he and I'm I'm the dopey one, right? I I should know who he is, and I'm a dope for not knowing. By the way, that's just a disclaimer. But he um, <laughs> he's won four Grammys, and the Les Paul he was talking about was the Red Eye um, Fifty Nine Les Paul that um, belonged to the one of the guitar players in Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, Did you play that right one? Offhand. No, that was the cracked. That was a cracked oh, right. headstock. Same guy. I forgot his name. Forgive me. Legendary guy. Was it Ross um, Rosington or? No, it's the other. It's the guy that quit be, before uh, the other guy came in. With, I don't remember his name either. It came in with. <laughs> you the, are uh, a wealth black. of information, Jerry. I, I got to tell you, man. I didn't even know who the hell I was talking to. And the guy's a, a, a fine musician, you know, and, and shame on me. Well, that's just um, how that speaks to him too. He's just a freaking awesome guy in general. He is. Person. He's. He was just. He was just. We were just guys talking about gear. Yeah, and I don't know him, but I've just seen all his interactions, and she just seems like an amazing person. Yeah. So the party, uh, the party was for Oddly Free, yeah. and uh, he is one of the guitar players for Black Crows, and now he he plays for Cheryl Crow. And my other buddy Jason, not Jason Isbell, says says, Yeah, I bet Cheryl's gonna Cheryl Crows is gonna show up. And I'm like, nah, she ain't gonna show up here. And then as soon as I said that, there she is. She's walking around, wow. grabbed a plate of food. You manifested it. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> and uh she grabbed a plate of food. I think she had her her uh teenage kid with her that had just played a baseball game somewhere. And there were just people being people, man. It was uh, it was a really good time. I've, um, I've heard. That was he in his baseball uniform? No. Okay, I he thought you were. I just pictured like Cheryl Crow walking around with her kid, with he's, like a, with still wearing his kid. like little league, <laughs> like no, still wearing I, his little league outfit. No, I think uh, the fella that takes care of her property and went with him and driving around. I talked to him for a while too, and he. Um, and forgive me, I forgot the name, but I'm terrible with names. You know me. But we, uh, him, me, and oddly, we we just we talked about uh, grilling with our green eggs. So we just exchanged like grilling recipes and stuff. And my other buddy, Jason Quixel. Jason Quixel is a fine musician from Columbus. I want to give him a quick shout out because he's been in this conversation for a while. Really nice guy. Um, but uh, I had a great time last night. It was, you know, I I guess I was kind of out of my league there. But honestly, I just fit right in and just talked about gear and maybe grilling. Maybe they so, thought you were uh, security. Awesome. I know. <laughs> hey, I, I, I could have been, but they were just as nice as well. So, I mean, oh, it was it was it was a fine time. That's great. Uh, dude. And, that's awesome. Andy Harrison. Andy Harrison. uh Invited me to that. He said, "Oh, nice." So he's like, "Hey, you know, oddly, I'd like to see you out to the party. Come on out." So that's cool, man. That oddly was, enough, that was good times. Oddly enough, yeah. So yeah, yeah it was right. a good time. Excellent. How about you, Todd? What's going on in your musical world this I week? I had a very, very busy week, uh, and uh, I had back-to-back gigs, which um, is fun. It's also challenging and very draining, um, and the. Uh, so I had I had a, a plus and I had a and I had a, a or I had a thumbs up and a thumbs down on some things that happened. Um, Tell us more. Well, the thumbs down. I'll start that. Was uh, we got pulled onto both of them 
a little bit, kind of late-ish, not too terribly late, but we opened one and we closed another, which in and of itself, no big deal. Like, we're not, you know, we'll play whatevs, right? Yeah. But the problem is, these were four band gigs. Mm. And, and And look, that's just garbage. Four bands, anything more than three, honestly, at a, at a, I agree. At a small, you know, venue, it's just, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. And the thing is, the people that end up getting screwed are the ones that are going first and last, the ones that have to stick around the longest. Mm. So those are really long nights. And, um, you know, yes, we had a good time. Yes, we made new connections. And, and I, you know, I'll play in front of two people. I'm fine doing that. Um, there was a lot more than that, which, you know, thankful. Uh, but it's still, it's just like, man, it, you, you can't expect people to stick around for four bands. You know, it's no. just, it's too much. So Must stop doing that, free. people. Um, and we're probably going to be saying no, hell to the no for four band gigs. Unless it's like a... Uh, you know, like a whole Saturday or something like that, but just you know, a, a Friday night or a Saturday night, it's like it's just too much. Um, it's tough for like out of town bands too if they're part of the so bill. Tough. Like, yeah, because they yeah, want to get going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they want to get going, and you know, you run into that dynamic if like the the local draw goes before them, and then yeah. everyone leaves, right? And, you know, <laughs> right. <'cause> everyone... <laughs> That's like yeah. worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, fortunately, we played with a bunch of great bands and made some new friends, and it was really cool. And one of the uh, the Saturday night we played, this was uh, if it was kind of special. We took some pictures of this particularly because all like three of the three of the four bands were all uh, female fronted, which was mm-hmm. really cool, including ours. And it was nice, kind of awesome. cool. Um, yeah. So the 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 up up was I mentioned the guitar assassin pick holder guard pick holder strip thing that that i got a, a couple of weeks back yes worked beautifully nice it was fantastic what, what, what is it it's called so i'm actually going to try to see if we can get a connection on here um with the show uh and it's a strip of goo that, yeah that you put on your guitar and allegedly doesn't no pull the finish there's no adhesive but you put your picks on it yeah and they stick so it's kind of like it's. I think oh. it must be made out of the same kind of stuff that you know your your dashboard. It's a like, space age polymer. It is yeah, a space age polymer. <laughs> polymer. It's, it's, uses that, yeah. doesn't he? It's, it's all, yeah, yeah. That's where I saw it. So, anyways, um, yeah. highly recommend getting some. Um, and uh, like I said, I think we're gonna try to get something going with the show. Maybe uh, some go branded stuff or whatever. I don't know. That sounds amazing. Did yeah. you see the joke pedal we made by the way that throws picks? No. <laughs> so you know most people store their picks in like an Altoids tin? Yeah. We made a pedal that looked like an Altoids tin, but it, it had a motor in it, and it throws picks up to you. <laughs> oh, boy. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's a joke, though. Like, I mean, I made it work, but it's not anything we're going to offer. But you made me think of that because that, like using that adhesive yeah. would be amazing for me because that's my number one spot is to put it under my pick guard. Right, right where, right down below, and it, oh, they almost always fall out or something. But it's it's the most convenient for me. Yeah, it either falls out or you can't get it out, and so you look like so a that schmuck sounds trying really, to do that. It is awesome. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, that's it. So uh, let's move on to a couple other things, shall we? Yes. So Todd, when you show up to these four band gigs, yes, are you allowed to bring your gear, or do you just bring like uh, your 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 uh, pedal board? I 
Oh, you mean like a backline thing? Yeah. I bring all my own gear. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm not backline. But if I mean, if the, if you had to do a backline, would you just... I bring, have before, but I still have? just bring my pedal board and my guitars. So on your pedal board... Yes. I'm assuming you have more than one pedal on there. I do. That's why I have a board for it. Ah, how big is the board? Big enough to hold oh. pedals. Ooh, I like that oh, idea. Yeah. I now, like that. I understand that there is a vast difference in the way that you can connect, connect these pedals. Yes, you can do them messily and clumsily. Spaghetti-ish. And expensively. Or you can do it cleanly, tightly, How and do you do it? cheaply. I do it that way. Through Tour Gear Designs patch cables. Tour Gear Designs? Yeah, that's right, Tony. Head over to TourGearDesigns.com. Throw a whole bunch of them in your cart of all different sizes, lengths, configurations, the whole nine years, yards. Um, <laughs> forgive that. And, uh, and, then, and then go ahead, and then when you get to the coupon area, you put in the guitar knobs. All one word? All one word. All lowercase. And you're going to save 10% on your entire order. 10% on an already reasonably priced product. Better than reasonably right. priced, Tony. That's They're right. downright very reasonable. Very nice. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, thank you to TourGearDesigns.com for uh, sponsoring our four on the floor. Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Tyler from Acorn Amps. Give us your four on the floor. First one I'm going with is I have a uh, an older green uh Russian muff. Yes. So, soft tech mm-hmm. green Russian muff. Ooh. Do you still uh, have the box? H- I do not. I do, well, so a good story about this one. I got it for $5 at a garage sale because oh. it just had a bad oh. like input jack and the person didn't know what they had and uh Wow. It was uh it was a pretty great score. I've had my share of like scores. I'm not like, you know, I have friends who score tons of amazing stuff. Um I'm not that person, but I do have my share of them, and that is one of them. That's cool. And my favorite thing about that pedal is the tone control. It's insane how, and I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, big big muff circuits, just how thick it can go from to thin. You know, you can get a really thick, just chunky fuzz all the way up to just kind of like uh, nasally, uh, trebly, Thinned out tones and you everything. You go from in a bare skin coat <laughs> to a mylar windbreaker. I loved where that was going right when you said bare skin. That was fantastic. <laughs> What's what is frustrating about that pedal, and I actually don't know if it's unique to my pedal, but it does not engage until you let your foot off of the foot switch. Oh, interesting. But it's kind of cool because you could prep ahead of time. You could put your foot on the foot. It just got the larger, you know, um, large silver button style that was from that series. And you can put your foot on it and engage it, but it doesn't engage the effect. And then when you let off of it, that's when it that's when it it cuts in. That's cool. So you can kind of uh, preempt and and let it fly if you need to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So it's kind of a cool concept of like using a an effects loop pedal where you you can k- kind of go through while you're playing and just engage the effects that you want to come on with the single push of a button. You can kind of prepare that way, so it, you kind of have that same sense of preparedness. You don't have to try to like time anything with the downward stomp. You can do it with a let off, which is it's it's kind of weird. So. 
that's it's I say that's a downside of it, but it's also kind of cool. Awesome, man. Yeah. Number two. Number two. So <laughs> I have three rats that I so number two is a rat, but I have three that I trade between. So can I mention the three and sort of treat that as one? Sure. Okay. One is a local local gentleman to you. It is rare buzz and oh. they make the snitch pedal. Oh yes. So I got a snitch from uh, actually two versions because they did the Ukrainian. He was going to be here tonight, actually, but he had a, uh, a fundraiser that he was working. Oh, with. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. It. John is. <laughs> John's like all unionized and he's he's a pretty awesome guy. And uh, yeah, like I said, I have two snitches from him. So, you know, it makes this rotation on my board. That's cool. The other, the other one is from another gentleman in uh new york his name is gear he uh his company is gear and he's elad yeah he's been on the show he's one of our yeah. uh, executive producers oh excellent yeah well he have you seen his pedals that he does like he does traditional um like heritage pedals but in boss enclosures yes yes so he did the big muff in a boss enclosure and he did the mxr d plus well he did uh, a proco rat and yeah I, so that one sits on my board in fact he's doing a uh, a convention and I sent him mine so he could use it as a convention. Oh, that's cool. So I'll be without that one, but that one makes the rotation. And then the last one is the pack rat by JHS. Nice. So that thing, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard of it too, but for the listeners, if you haven't, it's basically every rat model in one, but it's not what you typically see from people who have like switches that allow you to switch between versions and their pedals this one is like discrete circuits for each effect so it's an entire pedal for every selection that so you you're choose. not just switching out like resistors you're not and just stuff. yeah exactly you are it's an entire circuit for every selection on the rotary pack rat, pack rat. that's a great name <laughs> yeah great name so I love the I love the rat circuit just because it's got that like bite to it that you don't really get from, you know the 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 big muff. Mm-hmm. So I I like to use them individually and I like to stack them. Perfect, I love it. Number three. Number three is a Boss DM3 analog delay, but I use it in a very funny configuration because I don't. Well, it's not terribly funny. I mean, other people do it this way, but I don't play a lot of like ambient atmospheric yeah. music. I play a lot of like fast punk or pop punk or stuff like that. So I use it in a slapback configuration. Oh, that's cool. And it, and it stays there. Like it's, it's the rate is all the way up close to all the way up. And then echo is close to all the way down. So I use it for like a room sound, but definitely not your traditional like delay. There's like, there's no repeats that are perceivable the way like a long delay would be. Right. Right. It's, it's, it gives this like hollow room sound that I love and by itself, it sounds a little weird, but when it's mixed in with a band, I think it's one, it's one of my favorite sounds. That's cool. I may have to try that out next time I'm playing see what, uh, yeah. what you know, practicing and see what that does. I like yeah, that. absolutely. Is it the Waza version or the straight up? No, it's, it's a vintage one. I was fortunate enough to come across. Nice. Without paying a million dollars for it. Yeah. Uh, number four. Number four is a weird one. 
<laughs> it is actually a Vox Wah pedal that I removed from the Wah enclosure and just use it as a set filter. Yeah. Love that idea. So if you've ever used a Wah pedal, but you're not using it f- like sweeping with your feet, you can, you know, the, the, the stock Vox is actually very ice picky, but you can get it to, you can obviously do circuit mods and you can, um, the way that a, a Wah pedal works is the sweep of it can't, doesn't allow you to go through the full rotation of the pot because the full rotation of the pot is 300 degrees, but it doesn't allow you to do that. So you can actually solve some of the ice pickiness by, by sweeping the pot, like taking the, the linear gear off, mm-hmm. sweeping it forward a little bit and then reattaching it. So you, so you shift it towards the lower frequencies. Clever. And so, so what I'll do is I, I, I typically do not sweep a wah. I don't use it like that. I use it just for the, the filter effect. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to waste a lot of pedal board space. Um, with yeah. the big enclosure. So I put and it in having a new to enclosure. Step super hard and praying that it's on. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With uh, no LED or no indicator. But Very this cool. one has an, yes, this one has a foot switch. It has an indicator and it's a single knob and I can shift it as I please. That's really and cool. It's, yeah. It's pretty great. Excellent. Well, that's a pretty solid four on the floor. That's pretty fun. And uh, I think those were all new ones. Oh, awesome. Yeah, maybe the DM3's been on. Yeah, but everything That's else has been new. Yeah. And the Vox Wah's been on before. Oh, but this is a different version. Well, of that. okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, splitting hairs. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, say, so thank you for so much for sharing that with us. Uh, so, Tyler uh, of Acorn Amps, we're going to talk to you about the things that you make and why people basically should care and maybe uh, contact you and get some stuff and what what's driving all of this um i think the super obvious question is why acorn so why the name acorn yeah uh that's actually a funny story so good there's a because it would be that would be a crap question if it went <laughs> I've got an oak tree that lives <laughs> in the front yard and to be in the front of the phone book. <laughs> oh, well, this is awkward because it does involve an oak tree that was in the front yard. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. I am a mind um, reader. <laughs> so the first shop I worked in was a metal shed. So everyone, almost everyone I, I know has started off like on their kitchen table and you get to a point where you graduate, you either graduate to a, you know, an extra room you have in a house or you have a garage space or something where you get out of the living room working on the table and you have some sort of workshop. Well, my first one was a metal shed on the side of my house and it sat under an oak tree and there were (laughs) squirrels and the squirrels. And so you have to picture this. I'm repairing high voltage tube amps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and measuring, you know, five, six, seven hundred volts, and it's a metal tin roof, and it just out of nowhere, like it's not like it's consistent or anything like that. Just like occasionally, just like bang, hits the top of the shed, and there have been plenty of times where I thought I was gonna die because I like either like jumped and shorted something, or luckily I have a lot of. Uh, you know, precautions, uh, safety features in place in my shop. Yeah. Extra, extra breakers and extra, uh, fuses and things like that. But, uh, 
that was the first sort of um, memory I have of acorns associated with the business. And this was a long, long, long time ago when I was by myself. That's cool. I could so then just, you could have remedied that by putting an old mattress up there. <laughs> you know? And then somebody would be driving by, Henry, look at that. He's got a mattress on his shed. Well, of course he does. Where else would you put it? <laughs> you know, well, it was funny because it was so few and far between. Like I said, it, it, it got to a point where um, I would just like forget about it and then everything would be hunky-dory. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bang, it would hit. I, I bet that uh, also lent itself to quite a few um, burnt fingers with <laughs> soldering up, zap. Ah! <laughs> I do have a lot. I don't know if that caused it, but I definitely have a lot of uh, a burnt uh, scars on my fingers and things like that. Yeah. Well, see, that is a good story. I'm glad I asked. I, I didn't know if that was going to be too obvious or not, but, uh, you know, it's all, it, I think most people's names have you know they start somewhere it's got some kind of story behind it yes it does well there's so there's also there's two more parts to it okay. there's a vacuum there's a vacuum tube yes. called an acorn tube have you ever seen it i'm not familiar with a thing called an acorn tube yeah it looks just like it's actually um upside down but it the glass envelope of it looks exactly like an oh, acorn like the, yeah it, a little point on the top the pins come out the side what really yeah it's yeah, it's an old RF tube, and and if, I think a few people, you know, uh, you ever listen to um, the uh, Vintage Amp podcast? Uh, um, yeah, Tava, the Tava. I think there's a few people in that group that have built a corn tube amplifiers. Interesting. Yeah, and then the last thing is, I was actually going to go in business with someone, and this was before you know, smartphones and all that stuff. And there were still phone books. And he was like, if we're going to be in the phone book, I want our, I want us to be an A. Tony name. and I both called that. That is hilarious. How, how he called the tree and I called the phone book. Jokingly, <laughs> jokingly, mind you. Did you say the phone book? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, that was it. Yeah. That's hilarious. He wanted it to be AA so that, and I was like, well, I don't want to be AA. Yeah. But <laughs> we can be something else. Yeah. I thought you were, you know, you could have gone with, uh, you, you could keep spending that and say, and I was going to get go in a partnership with a guy named Ashley Corn, and there we got Acorn. <laughs> Acorn. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's cool. Now, you, you, you're you obviously a rather industrious gent. Uh, you're making all kinds of like one-offs and fun things and, you know, spend your, you're, you're able to, to, to sort of whiz-bang stuff out uh, as well as create. Uh, things that are meant to be like, hey, we're going to make a batch of these and they're not just, you know, chicanery, Chic you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how how did you, wh where does that come from? Wh which part of that? The, the industrious gent part. <laughs> oh, so I was, I mean, I've just like, I, you've, I'm sure you've heard this before from a lot of people who are like tinker, tinkerers, they just from, as far as I can remember, I used to take my toys apart and put them back together and do circuit bends with them before I knew what like circuit bending was just kind of like blowing stuff up and, uh, just kind of going from there. And then I knew from a young age that I did not want to work for anybody else. So like, you didn't want to was, or couldn't <laughs> no, <laughs> or both. I mean, couldn't in the sense of like my brain can't handle like a standard nine to five, like tedious. Yeah, I, just, I get you. I, 
my I, my brain just I have extreme ADHD. Yeah. And the University of Florida says I have the second worst case of ADHD that they've ever seen. Wow. Um, and it's just my brain is absolutely nonstop and putting myself in a situation that's not like creative. Yeah. Um, and and um, creative art art wise right brain and creative left brain then it's just it's too much for me and I needed to get out at a very young age and work for myself. So there you go. Started started doing all sorts of I was an electrician for a while. Then I became a guitar tech. Um, and then through all that stuff, just started doing full time repairs and builds. That's cool. And you yeah. started off with the amps first? Yes. Yeah. That's pretty so ambitious. It <laughs> absolutely. There's, there was a my story about that is I was in a band with a guy named Alex Suarez. Um, shout out to him. And he had a V4. It was the first tube amp I ever saw. Hmm. And I, I mean, I, I liked the look of it from the outside, from the front. And we played, we played together for a long time. And I remember I walked behind his amp one day because we were in a practice space. So, you know, we never saw behind his amp. And I saw, you know, the 7027 tubes in the back of his Ampeg V4. And I just like, why are there why are there glass bulbs in the back of your amplifier? And he's just like, you never heard of a tube amp before? I was like, no. I mean, we're super young, you know, we're sure. in high school. And uh, I was like, no, that's amazing. And from that point on, I was just like, mystified, captivated. Amps, amps. I'm all about amps. That's all I want to do. That's cool. So yeah, went full throttle into amps for a long time for sure. It's my first love. That's very cool. Now, how many models do you have? Models of tube amps, we yeah. have uh, three, well, two main models with some like variations. So we have the Gainesville, which is actually named after Gainesville, Florida. And, you know, what, is that not the perfect name for an amplifier, Gainesville? It's like Sound makes City, a lot of sense. you know, yeah. Sound City, High Watt, Gainesville. I just, I knew from the moment... Um, I started making amps. I was going to call it birthplace of Tom Petty. Yeah, that's right. There's I the, love uh, the Tom, Tom Petty. I absolutely love Tom Petty. And have you seen that documentary? The um, yes, running down a dream it's fantastic. one. So good. I've watched it like a thousand times. I actually Gosh. tried. We, I sent a couple notes out to Mike Campbell actually when he was just kind of <laughs> during during uh, the you know the pandemic when everybody's kind of just sitting on their hands and he was trying desperately to figure out how to do content on Instagram. I'm like, I should, I'm going to, I'm going to see if he wants to just talk to us. <laughs> I didn't, Whoa. I didn't hear anything back, but my Campbell, amazing. you know, I know you're listening out there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, Gibson Mike, Mike got claim, to first, whatever. <laughs> my claim to fame is that Ben Montench once posted someone wearing an acorn shirt on his side. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was not the greatest post, like, uh, content-wise, because it was talking about, like, the um, the sort of, like, small turnouts of modern local shows. Like, oh, yeah. basically saying, like, more people need to get out and go to shows. And it showed a picture of, like, a, you know, a half-empty venue, less than half. Oh. And someone was wearing an acorn shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see where that goes. Mm. It, it hits both ways, yes. Yeah, it was... I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it for sure. That's cool. Uh, so you, 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 the Gainesville. What's what's that? Um, I guess modeled after, or is it? Yeah. So 
that's a tough one because you know you could you could pick something apart and kind of be like oh hey this is based on this but with the Gainesville I wanted to try to be as ground up as possible like I didn't want to reinvent the wheel but I wanted to approach it from what I like to call Legos sure so when you break down a circuit you you can the one thing you hear about when you're learning electronics and getting into that stuff is a lot of people say a, a, a whole circuit is just a bunch of little circuits put together. So when you break it down into like black boxing, um, you go, you could go as, as far as, you know, you have your power supply, your power amp and your preamp. And then you break down your power amp and you're like, what do you want that configuration to be? And what do you want it to sound like? What does the power supply need to be to, to, you know, satisfy that as well as what you want your preamp to be, how many gain stages, what do you want that tone stack to do that kind of stuff. So I wanted to, I just for myself approach it from that stance. Mm -hmm. And so if you had to compare it to anything, I would say it's closest to a Vox. Oh, you got Tony's, but it has, but it has yield 34 output tubes and it's cathode bias. So, I mean, the Vox is cathode bias, but it's EL, it's a quad of EL84s, so it's it's different in that regard. Um, and it's uh, cathodyne. Would you know much about phase inverters, like cathodyne phase inverter versus long tail pair? So uh, just to break it down, as a fender, a traditional fender is um, the bigger boys yeah. are more long tail pair, and um, you, and the Vox AC30 is a long tail pair. And then cathodyne is more of like your smaller amplifiers. Um, so all that to say, basically what I'm just saying is it's sort of like a mix and match of different amps. If you really wanted to like get into it like that. Uh-huh. But it, if I had to say, I would say it's closest to the Vox AC30. I hope I'm not, I feel like I'm rambling. No, you're <laughs> so good. Vox, you're all good. You're all good. Vox AC30. But like, so the first iteration of it was a solid state rectifier and I thought it, we, we thought it sounded very stiff. And so it strayed from the Vox in that sense. Cause it, uh, well, the traditional one has a, has a tube rectifier and, and then we ended up putting a tube rectifier. Some versions actually even have a switch where you can switch between solid state and tube rectification. Um, so the gains, yeah, that's what the Gainesville is, but there's a model 30 and then there's a model 50. Wow. That's cool. And and is it um I know you've got the gain on it and everything. It's called Gainesville. Um is it is it a is it a an amp that really is meant to be running the gain as opposed to just amplifying it? So that is a hilarious question because the first iteration of it had an extra stage and it was that was the Gainesville gain stage where it was just like an all out because a lot of the sounds from Gainesville, the, the ones I enjoyed hot water music against me, mm-hmm. a lot of like heavy punk, all that, like no idea records sound just like Marshall EL 34s, hundred Watts push to the max. Like that was the sound. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it was originally sort of like working towards. And then when I moved to Atlanta, there's a lot more pedal platform. Mm-hmm. And so that extra gain stage yeah. actually came out. So it's a little misleading that it's called a Gainesville. 
because it's not a super heavy gain amp. It's more of a pedal platform amp. It definitely has the ability to be pushed on the front end um, and get some some gain, but it's not as uh, as growly as it used to be in its first iteration. It's a it's much more versatile in my opinion. Awesome. What do yeah. you? What, All you have to do is put a boost in front of it, and you've got the original Gainesville circuit. So. There you go. Uh, what what uh, what what speakers do you like to run in with that? My favorite speakers are vintage thirties, but you know you get into that whole like they don't make them like they used to kind of thing. <laughs> I actually just watched a, a, a video about that today. Yeah. So. I really look for older vintage 30s, but because I can't do that for production, Warehouse Speakers makes a veteran 30. So it's their take on the V30, uh-huh. and uh, I think they do a great job. So sometimes we'll do like a, 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 a pairing. You know, we'll do, you know, a mix and match of their V30 or their, um, what is it, the Green Beret or whatever, which is their Greenback. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, those that's that's typically what I go with in production. But again, to being like a repair shop, I always uh, I always try to. Originally, when we were doing custom stuff, I'd always tweak stuff specifically for whatever either someone was bringing us or like someone had lying around, or if they came in and they were like, "I definitely want these speakers." we would kind of tweak things and do more custom builds specific to that. Awesome. Which is, it becomes tough though. That's why if you want to go full production, you kind of have to stray from that a little bit or else it bogs you down too much or you have to, or you have to charge too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're doing custom builds for every single person. You're like, okay, it's going to be a billion dollars for every <laughs> single amplifier. <laughs> yeah. And I can, we can build like one every like three weeks kind of thing. Um, if if anybody does want to uh, check out that video that I was watching, um, I'm it's from uh, Spectre Sound Studios. He's a long-haired studio guy that like basically just like yells really loud. And is he's he's really engaging, real fun. Um, and uh, the guy's name is um, Glenn Fricker. Um, and if <laughs> that's if, a fantastic, <laughs> yeah. If you if you look it up, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen that guy. Yeah, he's like. Super loud, borderline obnoxious, but in a really entertaining way. And he dishes out great information. So it's That's interesting because awesome. he, he breaks down essentially why they're why they stop making them. And uh interesting. So ta-da, bada bing, bada boom. Um so let's see here. Now, so you you, you made your you know broke your way through the amplifiers and stuff. And then a bunch along came, uh, you know, all the pedals and everything. Um, yeah. When did you, how did that come about? So it was funny. Like it kind of started the same way. It just was like per customer. Someone be like, Oh, I want a clone of this. And we'd be like, okay, we'll build that for you. And uh, we have, so there's two people that work at Acorn besides myself. Actually, they're the two that really like make the show happen. Bill Walters and Andrew Elsner. Bill Walter runs everything. Um, he was doing repairs for the most part when I lived, you know, out of town. And um, Elsner does all the pedal stuff. Okay. And so Elsner, he used to be in the band Torch, and he played in a band called Tilts and Riddle of Steel. And he's 
He's absolutely amazing, dude. He would build these pedals just from salvage parts. So we, as a repair shop, would get donations. You know, you see a lot of like vintage organs on Craigslist and stuff. Nobody wants them. They're like, you know, pickup only. Um, not a big not market like a, for used organs. Yeah. If they're, <laughs> if they're solid state or they're nothing like crazy, most people are like either tossing them or doing whatever. We'd take them and we'd gut them because a lot of those old organs that have old germanium transistors in it, I mean like fields of germanium transistors and old carbon comp resistors and caps and all that stuff. And so we were basically just like salvaging, salvaging, salvaging before Elsner came along. And then when Elsner came along, he was like the dude that was going to be, hey, customer wants a you know a one-off tone bender or range master or tube stream or something. You're going to get it from him, and it's going to be on a perf board. It's going to be one of a kind, like all hand-selected components. Like I said, all salvaged from some other piece of electronics, but like all hand-tested and hand-built and just absolutely phenomenal. So... What happened with that is we just kept getting more and more requests and people don't want to pay the price of what those were because those would be extra expensive. I mean, think about that the time it takes for him to hand select everything and build them. So then we're like, let's start making, you know, circuit boards and start, go start going that way. And the first circuit we actually made was the uh, circuit fuzz. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But it is the first pedal we made that is a germanium hybrid fuzz. And a lot of people in the industry will use PCBs as faceplates. Yeah. John, John from Rare Buzzer does it and a, a bunch of other people. Um, and so we were like, there, there's usually nothing like special about them outside of that they're a PCB and you can use like gold and stuff like that on them. But we're like, hey, if we're making a PCB, a faceplate, why not make it something cool? So we actually made it so you can snip out part of the faceplate and build another pedal with it. <laughs> and that came from the whole fact that we were doing pedal classes. We were doing repairs. We were doing pedal classes. We were very much like promoting people doing their own electronics and learning and figuring all that stuff, learning to solder and all that so we're like what better way than we're doing a pcb faceplate make something cool that someone can snip out and make another it's a the the first one we did was a boost circuit and then we did a um we do a specialized one for a local um music store village music in avondale estates mm -hmm. which is in in the perimeter of atlanta and we do a fuzz face for them That's so they cool. have their own circuit fuzz it's got their logo on it and it's a different circuit that you can snip out and and build a, a circuit with that's really clever i love the spirit of uh your your take on creativity diy making things like and how it's all mixed up together you know yeah and that's exactly what we we're aiming for so i i thought i thought it was a unique design i really really love that pedal that's, um it's fun but, it and is. it's our it's, first it's our first <laughs> It's my baby. That's cool. That's cool. Um, now, uh, for the pedal line, I know you have a couple pedals featured on your actual site, but I mean, does do you feel that Acorn is more aligned with making like, hey, 
this is, you know, one of 200 of these pedals, or are you more interested in creating, you know, interesting one-offs and customs and stuff? So we are, our business plan is to do both. So that's a great question because we're, we were originally doing the one-off thing and then we were sort of finding our feet and trying to figure out exactly like what direction we were going to go into. Um, we're like, why not do both? Why not have, um, you know, long-standing pedals that stay in stock and then do, do these like one-off cool, you know, um, short run pieces. And I, I really like doing that too, because, um, you know, I said I wasn't going to mention it, but I'm going to mention it anyway. We did the Dragon Ball Z pedal, uh, which is not for sale. <laughs> but what makes it cool is the circuit itself is can be a base for other products for people who don't like Dragon Ball Z. So people are like, oh, hey, it's cool. I like this. That that pedal sounds awesome, but I'm like, I'm not a fan of Dragon Ball Z. It's like, well, we offer that same circuit, but here it's in this. Um, we're having this limited edition Halloween pedal come out, which is a a series I've been wanting to do for a while called the X-ray series. So the base plate, it's a, it's a, it's a person with X-ray goggles holding another person's arm. And when <laughs> you, and when you engage it, you see the bones behind the arm. That's awesome. That's <laughs> that you awesome. cannot see until it's engaged. Yeah. Well, that is one of the fun things about, uh, the, uh, how do you say that again? Kakarot. 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 We, uh, we call it the carrot fuzz because yeah, that's the, the means carrot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was cool because, you know, you do see it light up, which is, I think, a really fun factor of this. So I think, you know, someone will correct me, and I don't mean to sound arrogant at all, but I'm pretty sure we originated that lighting technique where you use part of the back of the PC to create the image. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people light PCBs. That's nothing new. But yeah you see that you see what it's going to be before it's lit up. Like you see the general outline of, of whatever the indicator light is. And then it lights up. And some of this stuff is like badass. I've seen some really amazing, amazing light up panels, but I think what we did unique was you don't see it's all done on the backside of the PC. So until you step on that foot switch, you don't actually see what the shape of the indicator lights going to be. Right. So I dig it. I, I'm just having tons of fun, like messing around with that stuff. That's cool. So we got a bunch of stuff like that coming out. Man, oh man, you're an industrious chap. <laughs> so, and if you don't mind, I could say one thing real fast Please, is yeah. um, the first pedal we really, that really took off for us, um, I think put us on the map was the solid state. So it is a um, PV. It's a, clone of a pv amplifier but when you when we were looking at the schematic for the circuit that we wanted to replicate um we realized that the preamp out which is what you know you typically want to do when you're creating you know a replica pedal you're doing the preamp of it right a mm -hmm. lot of people do that mm -hmm. um we realized the preamp out is a voltage divider off of the power amp and so we're like you know what, how crazy would it be if we actually incorporated the power amp and then had the true tried and true to be as as to replicate it as closely as possible, have the line out off of off of the power amp and then have a power amp. So that pedal, the solid state, is a ten watt amplifier. And people have done amp 
amps and pedals before, of course. Um, but what I love about this pedals is class AB. So a lot of people push towards class D, which is cool. I don't have anything against class D. I think it's, uh, it's really starting to take off and get better. And, um, tone wise, it really, if your preamp is fantastic and you're, um, you got a decent class D amplifier, there's no issues, but, uh, just saying with the original circuit, it being class AB is we were very excited to be able to fit all of that into, you know, a tiny enclosure. And, uh, it's, it's been our, our go-to pedal. Like people, it's probably the pedal we'll have in stock always Forever. with different variations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forever. That's crazy. 10 watt solid state guitar amps in, in, mm -hmm. in there. Um, it's funny. Cause I remember, uh, looking at when that came out. So I have the classic VTX and, mm -hmm. and it was, I'm just kind of flipping through and I saw it. I was like, that looks like a PV amp. And then, I, <laughs> yeah. then I was like, wait, it kind of is a PV amp. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Da uh, there's an artist, Daniel danger. He does the, uh, totally normal behavior with uh josh scott yeah so daniel danger he's got the like the largest electro harmonics pedal collection ever um and he's doing a, a, a special artist series for us he, he redrew that front panel of the solid state and so we'll be releasing a uh like a blacked out version in his artistic style because he's like an amazing artist i don't know if you've ever seen his artwork but he does these prints for bands big bands and they're super detailed they're these like um sort of like not like apocalyptic but just sort of um i guess you could call it that lots of buildings that are like falling apart and lots of debris like this tedious drawings of like wood planks and cinder blocks and just debris and it's it's his brain is amazing his artwork <laughs> and so he lent his brain to uh redo the solid state and we'll be releasing that soon that's really cool so that's a a great website page you have too i love how you have it on your website here and it's in the background you have an old school pv mixer amp yeah and i <laughs> i i had that thing man i swear i had that i i think i've had every pv amp known to man but no, I, I had that mixer ramp, and I when I looked at that, it just kind of took me back to the 90s when that's all I could afford was, like, some yeah. sort of PV. Amp. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was talking to someone else, and, and they're like, you know, everyone's got a PV story. Like, everyone oh, has yeah. to have some sort of PV story because there's so many different models, and they're affordable, and, you know, they, they're, they're, like – tough as hell so yeah i mean they had that same style for a billion years yeah so it, that yeah so that tolex i think they bought like five billion miles <laughs> yeah yeah the, I, I it was just like the rockiest tolex it looks like there's pebbles yeah. underneath it it is you could sand your arm on that tolex like it's insane it's how but now that's gravelly that it is brilliant. i'm pretty it's, sure it's a brilliant pedal man it's pretty cool thank you i'm pretty sure when uh back at at uh, jared's house when his wife goes hey honey i'm gonna get a couple pizzas you want one or two billion <laughs> yeah <laughs> well she's not in charge of buying it so i get to control my outrageous so three billion pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes sir well 
you're you're full of creativity and ideas and whimsy and i i think it we have to also mention you your actual social output is uh you know you put a lot of you can tell you you care about it and you think it's you think it's funny which means which automatically means it's good hey i trust me i know it's like i don't need any but i can make myself laugh in my basement yeah. all day long i don't i don't need an audience um and and you can tell when somebody's doing something and there and it's coming you know from funny from the heart not funny trying to collect people you know what i mean yeah there's so many like tiktok videos going around where people like reuse and I have nothing, nothing against that. I've even done a few myself, but I use that as a way to be like, I try to push out. I try to be like, let's come up with something original. And like, I want it to make me laugh. Like <laughs> I literally be like sitting there just like cracking up, thinking about these ideas. And I, I, I and you know, what's funny is I never think anybody's going to like them, but it turns out that other people like them. So uh, See, it's the opposite for me. I think everybody's going to think it's funny, and nobody does. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I take it back. There have been a few times where I'm like, this video is going to kill, and it's like, meh, no one likes it. <laughs> yeah. So I've definitely, uh, definitely had a few of those, for sure. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thanks so much for sharing your story with us and with our audience. Yeah. Um, thanks I for know having that, me. Uh, you've, you're on the radar of an awful lot of people, and, and I'm just glad that we had the opportunity to talk with you. And um, please, please continue to, to let your creative mind uh, unleash itself and, and make new awesome things. Awesome. I definitely will. And I appreciate you having me on. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. Um, we are going to all jump in the El Camino and, and swing down to Jared's house. That's right. It's a 57, 58, 59, 66. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no doubt. I got a special parking spot for the OL Camino. And after you guys get out and stretch, we're going to play a little game of Would You Rather? <laughs> he got the Leslie on. He's yes. got a theremin. Yeah. I was gonna yeah say, nice, yeah. Leslie. Leslie right. works. I was going to say theremin, but Leslie is better. Yeah. For sure. All right, and, Garrett. uh, I think we talked about this guy once upon a time before named uh, Mr. Bruce Bacon. Bacon! Uh, he never fails. He always sends us the right uh, the right would you rather. Yeah. And, and here's, here's another gem that he sent us, which is great. Your cousin has been a musician and a touring guitar tech for 10 years. You've always admired her spirit and tenacity. She is newly married and settling down. She is about to open up for her guitar repair business. You open the door of her shop, and she says, Man, I'm glad to see you, because I've never installed a bead bender or Fernandez sustainer before, and I realize I need to get home, or I'm sorry, I need to get some experience with these two uh, thingies. If you pay for the parts, <laughs> right? If you pay for the parts, I will install it for free. You realize this involves some routing and drilling. So mm -hmm. you decide it's going to be your number two guitar, not your number one, your number two. Would you rather have the B-Bender or the Fernandez Sustainer? Tony Bologna, <sighs> what's the Fernandez Sustainer? 
So with the Fernandez sustainer, and there's a, another similar item called the Sustainiac, Sustainiac. Um, mm-hmm. but Fernandez incorporated it into a lot of their models. It's essentially the neck pickup um, is, uh, they create a magnetic field which actually vibrates the strings. So it basically can create a almost infinite sustain. That's like the name. Ebo yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like Ebo technology. Yeah, except it's, in the yeah. pickup. As Nigel, yeah, it's, it's mounted into the guitar, and uh, the, the electronics for it are in the uh, body. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so uh, that actually, you know, it's actually a, a pretty cool, um, uh, I guess, effect. I mean, I, I mean, it, it it does do some interesting things. And of course, the B bender is is uh, a rod that's connected up to the uh, uh, guitar strap, uh, and or the the guitar peg that the strap is. And when you push down on the neck, it bends the. Usually the B There's string. A, I believe it's a fulcrum. Is that what it's called? It would be like a double fulcrum. <laughs> double fulcrum. Yeah. Okay. And so it, it basically, uh, you know, normally it's on the B string, although they do make a, a one for the G string as well. Uh-huh. And uh, no, no. it's to raise it, you know, just a, it's like a, a bend that. That's called a wedgie. <laughs> well, you would normally <laughs> use your finger, but here you push down on the neck, and by doing that, the by mechanism... By pushing down, it goes up. By pushing down, it goes up. Yes. So that's very popular among the Nashville cats. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a really old technology, too. I mean, what, uh, didn't that come out in, like, the... the uh, early 60s? Ooh, late 60s. Late 60s? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, is it Parsons? Uh, Gene Parsons and... One of, the, one of the guys from the birds, and they they actually routed out the the back of a Telecaster for this. And Marty Stewart, yeah, uh, has that very guitar, uh, and it's really weird because it's like a Telecaster, except they added. Uh, I, I take that back. They didn't route out the back of the guitar. They built out the back of the guitar, so it's a Telecaster that's about two and a half inches thick. Oh uh, no! Yeah. It's like playing an acoustic electric. Yeah, exactly. But uh, if mm-hmm. you ever have get a chance to, to catch Marty Stewart, he is he's really good on that thing too. Not sure. Yeah. But so those are your two choices. So you can have the uh, Fernandez Sustainer or Sustainiac, and or the B Bender. Yeah, Tony. What are you gonna do? That was originally for uh, Clarence White, by the way. Clarence White. But Gene Parsons also uh, developed yes. a work that with uh, with him on that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Please continue. Okay. So Tony, what are you going to do? Tony, what are you going to do? Uh, Tony, uh, let's t- let's turn it over to Tony. Tony, are okay. you there? Okay. All right. Okay, he's here. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um, I think. I mean, the now. Modern installation of a B bender is very intrusive in a guitar. Yes, I mean you, you have to sacrifice one for that. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. Mean, you're almost better Once off. Once a B bender, always a B bender. Yes, uh, you're almost better off buying a body that's already been routed for one of those because it's a, it's a pretty difficult installation, and it's very easy to, you know, when you're drilling, you know, a foot into a body. Yeah. Uh, aren't they aren't they kind of doing things m- more modern? Uh, I don't know who's making them. I I kind of want to say like water slide 
uh, is doing the ones with the little paddles on the end of the. I'm saying I'm saying the, I'm saying all the wrong words. So everybody's You're saying like, all the wrong words, but no, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, that's Dusenberg like, makes a makes a one, two, they, or three yeah. paddles. Those have been around for a long time. Yeah. Too. But this, I mean, I, I mean, the gimmick here is, you know, like I said, when you push down on the neck, it yeah. does the bend yeah. up on for the you. Strap, yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's very button. intrusive in the in the body, and there's lots of metal parts going in there that need, you know, to be oiled up and greased up and whatever. So otherwise, it starts sounding mm. like the Tin Man and like Wizard Robocop. Of Oz. Um, mm. And uh, you know, uh, uh, Reeves Gabrels from. Uh, Played with Bowie and a bunch of other places. He had a uh, a, uh, a Reverend model that his signature model actually had a sustainer in the thing, and he that I remember uh, hearing him talk about that. That is, um, you know, once you use this, you're always going to use it. Yeah. Um, and I've tried them before, and it is like I said, it is kind of cool. Um, and, and I guess in a live situation, it would be pretty cool. So I well, think. Well, and for his, I mean, he's been playing the Cure for the last ten years, so it's like. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that kind of music. Yeah. It would lend itself a little bit more to yeah. that than a B bender. <laughs> oh, definitely much <laughs> so, more. In your in your case, though, Bruce yeah. Bacon style. Bruce Bacon. Yeah, pick style. one, Tony. What? There's an hour. Yeah. Show. <laughs> what I think is uh, interesting about the the sustainer too is like you have this shift towards smaller amplifiers, and so people trying to like feedback their guitars by like sticking it in front of their amps is not as cool anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're, like, you're right. You're trying to before you're like tr- you're putting it in front of like a half stack or a full stack, and it's running away, and it's someone holding it behind there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just like going up to like an Ampeg jet or like yeah. a little champ or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then it just squeals wildly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I think uh, for my, I, I think I'm going with the You've sustainer. been thinking about this for the last 10 minutes of the show, so pick one. Sustainer, man. Can I think about it a little bit longer? No, I'm going with the sustainer, Todd. <laughs> All right. That's All what right. I'm going with. I think it's just cool. It's a, it's a neat effect, and I think it's less intrusive in the guitar. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Jared. Uh, I want intrusive. I think the sustainer is, is cool in some ways, but to me it's just another effect that you can buy you know, that you can you know somehow get a pedal to do that no and you not can't, can't do yeah, it anyway it's not, it's not exactly the same so it's an ebo thing where you have to have something up to the string thing that makes the strings well, like vibrate it, it, it takes yeah it takes I have the an ebo. Pick up. I, yeah i use you don't have to hold it before. i just nah <laughs> Nah, I'm okay. gonna do the bender thing. All right, the bender right. thing is a little more traditional, and and if you really practice hard enough, you'll get good at the bender and forget about how you put your guitar. So okay, sounds and, good. And to your and to your point, it's like if you had to choose one, like the sustainer could be put essentially into any guitar. Like if you're gonna choose one, might not get the one that might be like you know, it's a dedicated guitar. Right? It is definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. I dig that. Okay. Uh, let's see, Tyler, go ahead. I, I'm I'm definitely on team sustainer just because of my playing style. Like it does not lend itself to a B bender at all. Um, a sustainer is much more uh, in the in the vein of what I, the type of music I enjoy playing, which is, you know, punk rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, you I just I'm switching right now. Uh, originally, I was full court into uh, the sustainer, but. I like 
I guess I like the the historical factor of the B bender and and the fact that it's so low tech, um, but it's still complex. There's a machinist element to that that I think would be really cool, and I would want to clear back. Yeah, I was gonna say some of them have clear backs and they look so badass. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. just you know why not, right? Yeah, look at the guts in my guitar. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> hey, speaking of guts, <laughs> no guts, no glory. That's right. You know, Todd, I do. At this point of the show, there's a special group of people that have the guts to support this podcast. That is true. These right. are our executive producers, and you're wondering. How can I become an executive producer? Well, head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. That is correct. Each level comes with a really nice bevy of thank you gifts, shall I say? Reward pack. A reward pack. Yes. It's very nice. And lots of awesome giveaways. We're giving away two Klon clone pedals that have been altered to be even better clonerier and clonier. There you go. That's easy for you to say. And amongst several other things that it's are in the just, works. And it's the right thing to do. It is. So... <laughs> what was that? Turkeys, apparently. <laughs> it go is. Ahead. Singing, man. Oh, he's, he's, about, he's got uh, a sustainer. I'm some, yeah. I'm thinking about some stickers I'm going to send Todd <laughs> to send out to our patrons. Oh, oh I love nice. That. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Go yeah. ahead. Tony. Anyhow. It's pronounced solder. In a, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's a, that's a perfect sticker. Shade. <laughs> yeah, Shade. Uh, so in addition to all that great stuff, and in addition to it being the right thing to do, there's one thing more. Jared, what is that? Get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now as quickly as possible right. as Todd is forcing me. He Put that gun away, Todd. I will. You will not, <laughs> you will not intimidate me with that tiny little weapon. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Helverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, yeah. Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Barazin, Rusty yep. Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, and Andrew DeHaan. Oh, yes. Oh, Todd, but there's more because there's a special, special level of executive producer. Mm. We call them our grand poobas. That's right. These fine sponsors have a fez to place upon their head whilst listening to the podcast. And at the same time. And at the same time. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga. Brandon Wound Pickups. Right. <laughs> Hex Matos, Michio Marikishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, 
John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. Yes. Eddie Serratos, David Poe, and our new bestest buddy, Billy Spitfire. That's right. Billy! <laughs> yeah. Where is Billy? Uh, Billy had a previous engagement and wasn't able to show up, but uh, thank you for asking. Uh, I want to say. My favorite name was uh, that really jumped out to me was Cody Foster because it made me think that Jody Foster's child probably, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his Foster, name is Cody. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Cody's a great dude, and he's in a, a cool band too. So yes, That's he awesome. is. Yeah, uh, down here Cody. in Cincy. Hey, I want to say uh, thank you to everyone uh, also for your great response for the special order of. Uh, hoodies that we're going to be doing for uh, our supporters. And um, anyway, so I, I'm, I'm glad that everybody was like, yes, I, I like that. Are those electric or acoustic hoodies? Uh, they are hybrid. 12-string <laughs> hybrid <laughs> I'm in. Uh, uh, you anyway. can use those with an, an acoustic simulator pedal. Yeah, yeah anyways. Right. Uh, okay, so, uh, hey, speaking of more guts... Tyler, why don't you tell us where people can go and get some of these awesome things that you make? All right. The best place for gear is going to be acornamps.com. And we have a gear link on there and you can check out all that stuff. There's usually links to demos and everything like that. So you can hear our stuff. Um, also, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, um, there are links in our bios and you typically get all of um the demos we share on there as, as well as, you know, we do giveaways, we do promotions, um, and we will, we are releasing a new pedal. And so we'll have some, uh, demos from Sean edge of breakup, Ryan demos in the dark, and then two new ones from one from ambient trash. And then hopefully Emily Hopkins. I don't know if you're familiar with the harpist, Emily harpist, who yes. is just absolutely incredible. Um, we'll be doing some promotion with her in the future. So yeah. Nice. Instagram, Facebook, acornamps.com. Okay. And uh, all of those who are going to be joining us in the future on Patreon, uh, you know, Tyler, you were kind enough to give us a, a pretty nice bag of swag, uh, <laughs> in, including emergency, very clever emergency picks. <laughs> and, and also, you know, you got your, you're, you're doing the, the business card that's also a circuit board that you can make. And populate yourself and make a pedal out of, which is really cool. And stickers. You can actually make a guitar amp out of it. So it is a one watt guitar amplifier, depending on what chip you use. Um, it could be anywhere from a half watt to a one watt. That's killer. Uh, yeah, it's That's pretty awesome. Super dang cool. So um, those will be in the reward packs as well. Uh, Tony, how about yourself? Just head over to pickguardian.com, check out a couple of things that I do. I make pick cards, obviously. But uh, check out, see if there's something there you like. Uh, but as I've always said, I do mostly custom work. So shoot me an email and let me know what you need, what you want, what you're trying to do. And I might be able to set you straight. PickGuardian.com. All right. Jared? <laughs> Instagram, Jared.Allen.Brandon. Throw me an Instagram message. Instagram. 
<laughs> be my friend. Right on. That was amazing. Yeah. You can shoot me an email, Todd at the guitarnobs.com. You can DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got, if you're like, hey, this Bruce Bacon guy is taking up all the, hey, send us, yeah. send us some. Send we'll, us some, we'll, man. We'll like Got wiggle you right in front of uh, Bruce on the next one, and maybe, you know, maybe, right. maybe if you're lucky. So uh, send us your thoughts and uh, all the good feelings that you have your our way. Uh, we need to say a colossal thank you to Tyler Petito from Acorn That's Amps. It. Thank you so much for joining us, man. This was it was great talking with you finally, and um, I'm excited for you know all the stuff you're doing and and just genuinely inspiring and energizing when you know we get to talk to somebody who like like you who's like you know doing all of these great things and um, is focused on I don't know for lack of better terms maybe a a, a greater prize you know what I mean. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for saying that. And um, I hope I didn't ramble on too long, for sure. <laughs> no, it was perfect. Just the right amount. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're a great guest, man. It worked out great. Awesome. Thank you. You guys are hilarious and fantastic to talk to. That's well, you guys. Are, you guys are something special, for sure. Like, I've <laughs> talked to... I'm, I'm serious. I've, like, talked to... You know, a lot of people in my day, and and you guys are so much fun. Well, I'm just old and slow. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's got their everyone's everyone's got their character, and you've got your character, and it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Appreciate you so much. This was uh, was a blast. Great guest. Thank you for your time. And hey, everybody, have a fantastic guitar week, and subscribe. I got it one was, piece at a time, and it, it just didn't like, cost it's a, me a dime. <laughs> there was so Grant. much interesting things that happened to me this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my inner voice is Cookie Monster. Oh, so. yes. <laughs> I hear I dead it. people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to try to sort out a few show notes here, and then we'll get moving, okay? Show notes, beautiful. Show, show notes. notes. So Train. like Alpharetta or Roswell? Uh, it was in Lawrenceville, <sighs> Johns Creek, Sandy Springs. It was near <laughs> Sandy Springs, Barstow, San Bernardino. <laughs> if you have a plan to motor west, uh, so you know more. So get down. Get down get <sighs> How you doing there, broat meal? <laughs> what are you doing? Once upon a time, I drank a little wine. Was as happy as could be. I don't know how I'm going to edit that. You clipped the crap out of that. I like to clip <laughs> the crap out yeah. of that. <laughs> could you get me a water, please? 15 miles to the love shack. Brandon Instagram. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that Instagram plug was amazing. Uh, Instagram. It's it was like an old like yeah like an ad being read by just like <laughs> say it three times know. I'll never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get a lot of visitors from squirrels? That's terrible. Don't answer that. That's stupid. Shame on you. Shame for shame. <laughs> That was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. Well done. Back in form. That's acceptable. Too loud. I used to front a Johnny Cash tribute band. I was actually Mr. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Did you sing in the? uh, Did you sing in the Cookie Monster voice? (laughs) I'd have paid to see that. I did one cookie at a time. (laughs) And away we go. 
Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.